I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Millennials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. We're dry this week, Seth. We're dry. Marcus is taking a day off in honor of uh, Colin Powell. <laughs> he is. He had to pour one out for Colin Powell. Um, Gotta take a day off for the the the, the, the uh, what, what do they used to call him? The the what was the, the reluctant warrior? Yeah, the reluctant yeah. warrior. Um, but yeah, he's dead. Yeah, uh, and. Rip. That it was caused by something completely unpreventable called COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, there's another another one bites the dust to the Herman Cain Awards. Now, as much as I would like to give COVID full credit for this, what they're not telling you in the news is that Colin Powell was not just sick with COVID; he also had one of the worst imaginable forms of cancer you can possibly have, like what, cancer of the no pan- cancer of like the plasma in your bones. Oh my god. Like, like the shit that makes your red blood cells was 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 dying, and so well, he damn. was like, COVID nineteen just finished him off. Basically, he didn't have much longer to live. Yeah, that cancer COVID is, is kind of like a COVID's kind of like an RKO. Like <laughs> you've already you're already down in the viper's pit. You might as well might as well just fall. <laughs> so yeah, can't give full credit to to COVID nineteen on this one, but uh, uh, isn't it how dude? Is it weird that the two prominent politicians to die of COVID were both black? Is that weird to you? And then one of them got the name, the award named after them, Herman Cain. Yeah. So, it is strange. Um, I don't really know if I can turn this into a conspiracy in any way, but it is strange. It's very weird to me. Yeah. Can't get how one is, white politician. How is RBG not gotten, how has she not even gotten a whiff of COVID, you know? Like, That's a good question, sir. How is this possible? How is, how is some of these old motherfuckers not getting it? How is Henry Kissinger still alive? Yeah, at this point, I think he might be an immortal being. <laughs> I believe in witchcraft because of fucking uh, Henry Kissinger. He sold his soul to someone. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, some dark power binds him to this mortal plane. Yeah, but that is <laughs> the news. That's the that's that's the news. It's been the news this week. <laughs> it happened about, just a little while before the podcast started. So yeah, we're sadly there hasn't been a whole lot. I mean, what the fucking Senate Joe Manchin wants to put a work requirement on the t- on the child tax credit oh, as yeah. well as minimum income or maximum income. I'm like fuck you, Joe Manchin. Yeah, it's it's weird. I think it's funny how like almost every year. There's like one like politician or a person who's politics adjacent who no one who 99% of Americans have never heard of and then all of a sudden they become the most important person for like a month or two and right now that's Joe Manchin. 
I feel like most people had no idea who the fuck he was a couple of months ago. And now we're all just like, the fucking Joe Manchin guy. Piece of shit. It's just weird. Him and him and Christian Cinema are yeah. now like the two most important people in po- in Washington because with, with a split, you know, Senate, they can they can decide what they want to do. And these two are very uh they call them moderate Democrats, but I'm pretty sure that they that they're just like conservatives or want to yeah, be. Yeah, Joe Manchin is certainly a conservative. I yeah. Don't, I don't know where you get the the narrative from that he's not, but I don't know. Um that is weird. Oh, before I forget, I did want to vindicate one of my claims from last episode. And this okay. is done completely without any research. But last week, at the very end of the episode, we got kind of loopy and talked about how if animals were to attack you in the in the forest, they would go for your asshole. And okay. the one that I specifically used was boar. Uh-huh. Well, this past week, I've been watching season one of Lost, which I've never seen before. And on that show, one of the plots in the first season is that there there are boars on the island and they're hunting them to try and get them for food. And one of the guys who is like an experienced tracker and hunter who was who's among the plane crash victims, he says he, he's like, oh, boars actually hunt in packs and their strategy is to circle you and attack you from behind, which means there's a 95 percent chance they do go right for your asshole whenever they attack you. <laughs> and that I was correct. First of all, I just want to say Lost, known for being totally scientifically accurate. I'm Never not saying... I'm, I'm saying, anything. if they probably cracked open an encyclopedia to do some bore research. The encyclopedia is where you go for, for your bore facts? I mean, back in 2004, did they even have the internet? I don't know. Yes, they did, because I spent a lot of time arguing on it back then. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, you know what, Seth, I'll give it to you, sure. There's a, there's a, there's a, a large percentage... Uh, that they would go for the asshole, or, or at least the ass, which contains the asshole. We can be, we can, we can all admit that, that the, the asshole is within the ass. So sure, yeah. All right, boars go for the asshole. Yes, I was right. Isn't it funny that boars hunt like velociraptors in Jurassic Park? It is. Is that how velociraptors hunted in real life? Let's ask a caveman, Seth. Well, I'm sure we have. Don't, don't we like can't we look at their bones and be like oh actually their hunting pattern was man these bones are telling us a lot aren't they <laughs> i don't know so, dude sometimes i think the same thing i'm like how do we how do we know some of this stuff and some nerds like well actually if you look at the patterns and the, the blah 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 i'm like okay yeah i guess you're right do some more do, do, do some witchcraft call up the lost yeah. spirits ask them hey how'd you guys hunt how'd you how'd you get it done I assume that I assume that, they, that lots of animals hunt in packs. I guess is their is their idea, right? If you're a mid-sized yeah. predator, you probably have friends help you out. Hopefully, you'd imagine. Oh, so here's an animal fact for you. I learned today. Okay. No Hit one me. knows how eels fuck. I feel like we've talked about this before. <laughs> <laughs> have we? I feel like we have. Because I just learned today that no one knows where baby eels come from. Man, am I groundhog daying right now? This is this is really really interesting. Um That is that is how how have we not figured that how we, why don't we just attach a GoPro to an eel and see what happens? I don't know, Seth. Science can't do it though. They can't figure it out. They disappear into somewhere and they come out with more with more eels. <laughs> don't know what happens in between. And my whole question for those scientists is, why do you want to know? Yeah, what's it to huh? you? Who's asking? What are we going to do with this information once we have it? 
That's what I want to know. Let's say we find out how eels fuck and reproduce. Where do we go from here? (laughs) Does Pixar make an accurate movie? Like, I don't know. what's What's the end game here? Yeah, it's like knowing how many stars are actually in one of those points of light. Was it a binary system? Who gives a shit? It's a little point of light. You'll never go there and see it, so fuck off. No one cares. Yep. Or like, hey, we see a picture of a black hole. I can finally see it. Cool. Now what? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, We've gotten to a point where we can make a lot of scientific discoveries, but there's so much that we've discovered... And we haven't fixed that. Yeah. It's almost none of this even really matters. Like, like the other day, I saw that uh, a study said that babies have twenty-two percent more microplastics than you would expect. And my thought is, what are they doing that I'm not? <laughs> I gotta get my numbers up. All no, right, no, better my, yet, my, my, better yet, that just means we're making expectation-breaking babies. I know. That means that our expectations aren't high enough. I can't believe these babies, their microplastic counts. These babies are coming out overachievers. <laughs> Sucks for That's us. Wild. I know. Well, I probably had the ex- expected amount of microplastics in me when I was born, because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, people say microplastics are bad, but allow me to offer you a counterpoint. The world is stupid, and reality is, is sucks. So yeah. what will probably happen is we're going to think microplastics are going to kill us all or whatever, but in the end they'll give us superpowers. And it'll be like the worst superpower, like you can bend yourself like plastic. Hmm. Cool. Not bad. I was the other day I was thinking about if I could have one superhero's abilities, I might choose uh, Mr. Fantastic. Oh, yeah? Because you can just do everything from one position for the rest of your life. Make sure you make your dick bigger. That too. And if you wanted to pee, you just snake it onto the, oh. the bathroom. Pee. There was actually one comic. I, I can't remember which one it was, but in it, he he could make his brain more plastic to cr- increase the number of neurons he had to get smarter when he wanted on demand. And I was like, you're literally, pardon me, you're stretching his power a lot. That was good. That was good. <laughs> But I also I love how in that world that means that you are at some points voluntarily making yourself stupider. Right, yeah. How sometimes he's like, you know what? I don't need it today. I'm taking a day off. Zwoop. Not right now. <laughs> today is today is time for dumb read. Yeah. You can't blame me. I was dumb, all right? I made myself dumb, so exactly. that's why I do all that stuff. <laughs> Politics. Um I was going to say that, uh, so Colin Powell dying, uh, you know, yeah. Rumsfeld died not long ago, which I think we're, we're, we're slowly counting down the, uh, Iraq war ghouls and we can run through them. I hope we can, maybe we can get Bush. That'd be great. You know, Condoleezza Rice, perhaps we can knock off. We get, uh, wait, that's all I can remember really off the top of my head. Carl, Ro- fuck it. Carl Rove. Why not? Here yeah. Him. Who needs him? Yeah, get the the all the Iraq War and um, like nine eleven profiteers. Let's just axe them. Yeah, nature, do your thing. I have a question for you. Uh huh. Do you think that Marcus missed this episode because he didn't want us to talk about Elon Musk's connection to Genshin Impact? <laughs> oh shit! You're right. He was too embarrassed. So, so what's going about... on? No, you tell me. You know more. Okay. You told me about this. 
I guess they're doing some kind of cross promotion with with Elon Musk or whatever, and they put a character in the game named Elon Musk, who is supposed to be like a space explorer type character or whatever who wants to wants to do have a rocket ship or something. And he tweeted about how he was how he was excited to be in Genshin Impact, and the fans did not like it very much because, thankfully, I think most a lot of regular people don't like Elon Musk. Yeah, I think we've gotten to a point where a lot of regular people don't hate him for the reasons that we do, but a lot of regular people are starting to find him incredibly cringy, which is yeah. just as good in my book. <laughs> as long as I'll people are getting rid of him, I'm cool. Because I do think a lot of people, especially after his Saturday Night Live thing, I think a lot of people are starting to be like, this guy is kind of not cool. Yeah. He's just a real, he's a weird weirdo with no discernible, like, personality or, or yeah. likability at all. Yeah. And uh, this, that's beside the fact that he is a, a piece of shit uh, on top of that. Because there's yeah. plenty of folks that are, that, are, that are fine people who have off-putting personalities, but he happens to combine those two things together. But yeah. I don't know why people who make Genshin Impact thought this would be a cool idea. Like, I don't know where that thought came from. Yeah, out. I don't know where the, like, where, where do you, where's the crossover at? Like, I can see, like, if a game does a promotion with some movie, like how Fortnite does it with every movie. Fortnite, by the way, now has Dune characters in it for whatever reason. What the fuck? I know. But that's just something every movie does now. But for there, at least it makes sense. You're promoting a movie. It's a video game. You wanted to make a lot of money. But with Genshin Impact, it's like, what are you even promoting? Elon Musk? <laughs> like, if Elon Musk was, I don't know, making a product that you could at least put into Genshin maybe maybe there's something there but it just seems like they're just like this guy people like him right let's just make a promotion with him for some reason I don't know it's very very strange to me he's a meme man that's all it is he's the living meme and so that's what matters to them the the living meme potential of of Elon Musk yeah and he is uh, increasingly getting more and more cringy which is good for good for our side because people are seeing it yeah so Speaking um, of odd, of, of weird cross promotions, this is this the, the cross promotion stuff isn't weird. It's Dead by Daylight and Hellraiser are having a cross promotion. Yeah, but they're doing it with NFTs. That is weird. You buy Hellraiser NFTs, and you might get a chance to then get the in-game content. Yes, is NFT gotcha for Dead by Daylight? Which one? Don't do it with NFTs. That's just weird. And plus, Steam is starting to like ban NFT games, so yeah. maybe be careful. And two, this would also make a lot more sense, especially for to do this level of promotion if they were about to release the new Hellraiser movie, but they just started casting the new Hellraiser movie. Well, so. I'm not too up on Day by Daylight, but I believe what happened was Hellraiser was was in the game. Of, uh, Pinhead was in the game. Yeah, and they were, they removed him for some reason. For to something, something had to be changed. The voice lines or something were were, were messed up, and this is they're bringing him back now. Interesting. So like, like, I'm like you, just wait until the movie comes out. Like, why would you do it now? Yeah, why well, do this weird, heavy amount of promotion before they've even released the new movie? Um, which, by the way, I don't know if we do we talk about Hellraiser going back mm-hmm. going to Clive Barker now. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, Jamie cast, Jamie Clayton um, as yeah. uh, Hellraiser. That's cool. I'm into it because people remember in the original Hellraiser short story, Pinhead was a woman, which is a, a very different. Yep. And one thing I love as a horror fan, I love when directors who like came up 
or at least originated a movie, as long as the original one was good, get to get right back to it. That's one of the reasons that Scream is probably my favorite horror franchise ever, because except for the new one coming out in 2022, everyone was made by Wes Craven. And I think Wes Craven is one of the best goddamn directors ever across all genres. I think the guy is just incredible. And Scream was great because unlike Nightmare on Elm Street and other movies he did, he got to make every single one of them. And I love that kind of voice. So getting Clive Barker, because as we we did discuss briefly in the podcast, the Hellraiser, good movie. The mm-hmm. sequels <laughs> have none of the charm of the original. And uh, a lot of it is due to the uh, the minimized voice of Clive Barker. I think Hellraiser 2 is not nearly as good as the first one, but a, a decent watchable flick. By the third one, they've completely lost the plot, and it's entirely bullshit. It's like, yeah. what are you even doing now? Uh, so yeah, I'm glad to see Clive Barker getting his getting his franchise back because uh, Hellraiser One is, in my opinion, one of the best horror flicks uh, of all time. Because my favorite part of it is that the the the, the Cenobites are not the villains or monsters of the flick. They are just like these a force. the The monsters are the people, the humans in the, in the movie. And the things they do. I love that about it. These scary guys, they're just chilling. They're just here to do their Cenobite thing. Yep. Which isn't it's good, cool. to, be, to be clear. Cenobites are not like good guys. But you can't get mad at a hurricane. You know, it just exists. Kind of like Cenobites do. Exactly. They're not doing anything wrong. They're just hanging out. Doing what they're supposed to do. Hanging you from, you know, rusty metal chains with spikes through your skin. Yeah, but what else are they going to do? That's a fucking good point, Seth. What else could they be doing? Exactly. Have you seen where they live? Yeah, have you seen where they live, what they look like, how society would treat them if they were to be like, go to Blockbuster and try to rent a movie? They couldn't do it. What's that? Okay, yeah. Can you can you see Pinhead just like pressing a hot poker through someone's asshole and just being like, it's a living. Yep. <laughs> like, that's what he's doing, basically. Goes home to his, his wife and his two Cenobite kids and... <laughs> Putting, br- sure putting the, the bread on the table. Butterball and uh, vagina lady were the fucking uh, his kids or something, probably. Yeah. Weren't the Cenobites like incre- increasingly like uh, sexually fluid? Uh, I mean, d- just look at them, you know? All leather <laughs> yeah. and shit, like for real. That's true. They're, they're, they're like, they were, I think, supposed to be sort of like a BDSM type thing, like exploring the boundary between pleasure and pain, the, the, the frontiers of sensory experience, which I guess in the 80s was probably, BDSM is where you would go for that. You sound like a commercial for a, like a theater. <laughs> this is something I, I talked about it in a video I put recently, but don't you, have you ever found it insane that when you go to a movie theater, they play an ad for the theater you're in? I'm already here! I know. And then the even crazier thing to me is if you're watching a movie in like IMAX or something, they have an ad for watching a movie in IMAX. Which I'm, I'm double like, already here! I'm like, at least if you're going to advertise an IMAX movie, it would make logical sense to do that in the non-IMAX theaters. Be like, by the way, next time you come here, go to the big screen. But no, I'm right. already in the IMAX theater, and they're telling me, by the way, IMAX is really cool. And I'm like, I'm sure it is. Can I watch the movie instead of this three-minute ad about IMAX? If I was, like, 
Encino Man, and I had just like somehow stumbled into an IMAX film and never knew what it was. I'd be like, oh, wow, this is the thing? The, okay, so it's going to be really good then, according to what I just yeah. saw. But again, I'm already an adult, adult person who has, you know, not Encino Man knowledge of the world, so exactly. I know what's going on. Exactly. We, we are all not Encino Man. Exactly, um, Seth. Dude, now that the freaking, now that the pandemic is, in quotes, over and movie theaters are back open, um, I've noticed the AMC theaters decided to double down. I went, I went there recently, and now not only do they have the ad for AMC theaters, so they're like, oh, you should join the rewards, the A-plus member, which I'm already, mm-hmm. already part of. And then they go, now there's an ad that they must have paid a bunch of money for that has Nicole Kidman in it. Where she's like going to an AMC theater and talking about how great movies are and how great it is to watch a movie. I'm like, I know this. I'm already here. You've already sold me the experience. You're I'm, keeping I'm me from scene. watching a movie. Yeah. I thought you said that when Double Down, they were like going to like, if you didn't wear a mask, they would shoot you or whatever. Or if you did, if you did, if you did wear a mask, sorry. If you did wear a mask. If you did one. It's over. It's yeah. over. Be normal. No, no, masks are very much encouraged. Um, but yeah, now they have this, and it's funny because Nicole Kidman's just sitting in the theater like a fucking sicko, and she she's got like a hood on, and she's just like, she's like, whenever the heroes win and your heart beats faster and all this, and it's like, and she's just sitting in a theater, she's just talking right at the screen. It's Is hilarious. She alone? Yeah, she's completely alone. <laughs> yeah, pandemic totally. I was gonna say, alone actually, the now that I think about it, that's terrible. They should put her in a packed theater. <laughs> Right, yeah. It makes more sense. Well, it's like, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like weird because like you don't want her to be there because she could get sick. You know, we don't want to lose Nicole Kidman. She's one of our greatest national treasures. Yeah, of But course. you also, it's just an empty theater. It's sending a weird message. Well, technically she's Australia's problem, so we just, we just. Oh, is she there. Australian? Yep, she's Australian. Shit. Well, she works here and she puts on an American accent for most of her things. So I'm going to call her American by proxy. That's, that's true. It's like how all, all Canadians are, are honorary Americans. Don't worry. But we're not honorary Canadians, sadly. No. We don't when we go stars. down, they go with us. If they go <laughs> down, we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notice the hat. So, yeah. I do like this idea, though, that we brought in the big guns. The, the Cole Kidman, you know, the, the, the one that the kids all love. Yeah, kid man. She's like, it's, it's good for both kids and men. <laughs> boom. No, no women. Get out of here, women. Well, she's a, she is a woman, so boom. Oh, well, Basis covered right there. Boom. But like, where where is your like where is your like John Cena? That's that's who would get my ass back into a theater is if John Cena came out and said that it's okay now. COVID is defeated. Yeah, you know I'd who, be like, all right. You know who would work for me? Who's that? What if it was, <laughs> what if it was Colin Powell? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Orson Welles for some reason. I mean, he'd be a good get too. <laughs> Little COVID harder. got so bad, it brought him back from the it dead. It brought Arsenal's back, yeah. <laughs> he just comes out and he's just like, come see the movies at the theater. I, don't, I have no idea what Arsenal sounded like, so maybe that was right. <laughs> that was me trying to be, sound fatter than I actually am, so that was yeah. my uh voice. I need to go watch his movies with commentary to see, see what it was just like. Just watch the Transformers movie, Seth. Oh, yeah. You're right. He voices Unicron in that film. He does. His last <laughs> role. Man, what a guy. What a he, note to die on. Yeah. He made some movies. That's true. That is true. Oh, man. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, here's a fun little thing to talk about. Yep. John Deere uh, workers went on strike recently. 
And to combat this, John Deere has brought in office staff to work the assembly lines. And it is going about as well as you'd expect. Yeah, I saw one post that was like, within an hour there was already a 911 call. And they mm-hmm. people had like driven tractors into... They had basically done what Michael did on The Office, but in real life. So it's not funny. Um, and just destroyed the warehouses and stuff. And yeah, that's hilarious. Because... Also, I'm not I'm I'm not a lawyer by any means, but I think that if they're not trained on that equipment, that's probably illegal to to put them into it. So yeah, it I seems like there could be a legal gray area here for what they're what they're doing in the first place. I saw today where some some, some guy was like frantically trying to work the furnace in one of the things, and they were like, "You cannot untrained operate an industrial furnace. Are you fucking kidding me?" He's just shoveling coal into it. Like, that's not what we do here. Where do you all this coal? Where, yes! <laughs> How did you even find Cole? It's 2021! He looks like a person on the Titanic. He's wearing like the burlap shirt and <laughs> with the high pants. He's already completely covered in soot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow! Truck just showed up with some coal on it, and I got it. You know, that's how, yep. coal, 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 how coal shows up, you know. On mm, a trucks. Truck. Trucks of coal. What did you expect? I mean, a kangaroo's pouch? I mean, not, not in America. Maybe over in Nicole Kidman land. I said, do you think Nicole Kidman gets her packages that way? By a uh, bike train? Back, a back home, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> back back in the the home country, a kangaroo jumps up with a back fucking in UPS package. The Queen's in there. country. The Queen's country. Yeah, it technically is. When's the saying? Queen gonna die? Speaking of war, criminals, I know, man. She's got to be close to death now, right? Like, come I on, mean, how old is she? I mean. It, She's only okay. 87 years old. I'm going to call yeah. her 87 years old. Let's see. She is... I don't know why it doesn't show her age right here. Uh, she's 95. <laughs> Holy shit. What's her last name, by the way? Uh, her last name is The Second. That's... <laughs> they don't have last names, I don't think. No, it's just her, Queen Elizabeth. Her full name upon birth was Elizabeth Alexandra Mary. I mean, she lost it when she got married to the king. Yeah. Because she ain't got no last name anymore. It's just Queen Elizabeth, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Wait, is it Queen Elizabeth? Yeah, she's Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth okay. II. The second, yeah. right, right, right. When's yeah. she going to die? I will probably die before, he, before she does, at this rate. Yeah, it's completely possible. It's like this, uh, there's this episode of 30 Rock when a couple of, like, no like d-list celebrities die and then everyone gets worried about this whole rule of threes thing you know people people always die in threes so tracy is like so sad so like like confused oh i'm gonna die so he calls betty white and he tries to scare her he's like boo and then she's like is this a rule of threes thing i'm gonna be at your funeral tracy (laughs) that's what i imagine i imagine the queen's gonna bury us oh my god we will somehow get knighted or whatever and earn the honor, I guess, to be buried by the queen. Yeah, she's in the night they touch both your shoulders. She's uh-huh. going to touch one of our shoulders and then behead us. Yeah. <laughs> What's weird to me is that British people really love the queen. I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. Do they it's still? Like, yeah. We need to have a British popular. person on. We should have a British person on the podcast. I, I can get one. I know a whole see bunch what of them. The, see what the sentiment is like. Maybe they won't like the Queen. I'm sure the ones you, you find probably won't. But see what the general sentiment is like out on the streets in Britain. Like I saw like a kind of poll. It was like 92% of Britons love the Queen. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess like I don't know. I guess if you live in Britain, she's kind of like she's kind of like this your your grandma. You know, it's kind of like you know she's just grandma. What are we gonna do with grandma? Yeah, the grandma you can't go see or ever talk to, but she definitely exists. Yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel like if I was British, that's how I'd see it. <laughs> but, As your grandma, okay. Yeah, I just I just think that if she ever dies, they, can you imagine? I love that it started with him. <laughs> If she ever dies, can you imagine the weepy bullshit we're going to have to deal with for like a week or two on TV? Like America's TV will be be sad about this as well. Yeah. Because first of all, we always get super um, excited about the royal weddings for some reason. It's the most boring shit that's ever been put on TV is the royal weddings. Um, And then, I mean, when freaking Princess Diana died, I mean... People lost their minds. And I'm over here like, yeah. no no offense to anybody. I mean, the royal family is full of shitheads anyway. But no offense. But like, what did she do? <laughs> was like, made her into such an important person for everyone. I think she was like a humanitarian or something. Or But aren't or, they all humanitarians with quotes around it? Right, yeah. She was dating an oil baron prince or whatever from oh, Saudi yeah. Arabia or something. Cool. Also, I'm pretty sure when she died, the only thing you were doing was shitting your fucking britches, dude. You, you were like four. Yeah, they don't. The History Channel doesn't play documentaries. You know? <laughs> I'm just I saying, know. When, it, when it happened. I wasn't alive for OJ either. I mean, I was alive, but I wasn't like cognizant. But I watched a seven hour documentary about it, and now I'm a freaking OJ expert. I probably know more than you. You know his last name, Simpson? <laughs> what does the J stand for? Uh, James. Really? What does O stand for? Orenthiol. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's somehow worse than Ovaltine. <laughs> yeah. His name is Orenthiol James Simpson. Holy shit. You I mean, you know more about Zodiac than I do. So it's probably like, again, you, and we, not of us more And he, that, he so. got caught. Yeah, that was really weird. Do you see his, his friend who opposed on Facebook hired a Zodiac killer? That was the funniest thing. There was some guy who would just visit him and be like, this guy's a Zodiac killer. I love him, though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. And when he died, he, po- he just posted us. All the posts said was like, Zodiac? Question mark? Gonna miss you, old man. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. See, the thing is, I actually read the report, and I am not convinced that I was a Zodiac killer. I think they, that they there are some big assumptions made in their methodology, and they figured it out. It feels like a, like a, like a, like a, like an op. Like, a, like, a, like some bullshit they made up. Like, oh, we found him. Don't worry. It's all good. Yeah, I'm still, like, at this point, I don't think you're ever going to be able to 100% convince me what we caught the Zodiac Killer. Because, mm. I mean, it's completely random. Like, I honestly think it was just some guy who got away with a bunch of crimes. Because back then, you could get away with these kinds of things pretty easily. You could drive 20 miles away and kill somebody and no one ever know. Exactly. Um, so I don't think we're ever, we're, there's no way we're going to have a definitive proof of who it is. Um, but I guess if it helps some people sleep easier at night, then it's fine. I mean, either way, the Zodiac Killer is at least 85 years old. Yeah. So, you don't want much to worry about from the Zodiac Killer. Here's my theory, Seth. The Zodiac Killer wasn't real. Interesting. It was all made up. It was all 100% a CIA plot. It was various guys killing people to just spread panic and fear and create this idea of the serial killer and the public consciousness to explain all these weird deaths we can't, we don't have any uh, explanations for. That's true. A lot of people, I mean, not to that same extent, but a lot of people do do think that it was 
just a bunch of random people killing and we're just kind of like all sending in the same letters and just because like then they heard about the first guy then they were like hey i can kill someone send in some letter to the police and, <laughs> and get away with it <laughs> so let me do right, that yeah um so it's possible yeah your scenario your scenario would be a fucking killer movie Really? If either of so. us knew how to write movies well, oh, right, that would be a good pitch. I'll let you put well on there. That was, that was a smart addition on your part. Yeah, I mean, we can write a movie. Right, yeah. Give us a weekend, we'll give you a script. Uh-huh. No problem. My only yeah. request will be that somewhere in the movie, Brian Tyree Henry is cast. That's my only <laughs> request for any movie I ever write. One day I'll make my college this this idea I had in college a movie of uh of called Tides of Victory which would be about a guy and his his dolphin war buddy uh trained trained dolphin uh frogman uh meant to go in and, like disable like mines and shit I guess his tail blown off in the process and actually re, re, rehabilitated and whatever whatever we cast Brian Tyree Henry as the fucking the the dolphin's handler right there we've already we've already done it Seth wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute this dolphin diffuses landmines. Sea mines, Seth. Okay, so, and the handler scuba dives next to him while he does it? No, he stays like on the boat. And just gives directions? He speaks English? The dolphin? Dolphins are very smart. You can do it around. Okay, okay. Hey, sounds cool to me. You've heard of the, the lady who gave that dolphin a hand job, right? I have, the lady who jerked off a dolphin. and um, Multiple times. I said one hand job. It was many hand jobs. That is true. Um. Yeah. Maybe some things are better left not talked about. But that was an interesting story. It, 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 you read the blurb about her, and it just goes from she was a she loved dolphins and was a great researcher to also she developed a sexual relationship with a dolphin. Who then didn't the dolphin like kill itself? When she left or something like something crazy think, happened. Yeah, like it killed itself in its tank or whatever because it was like depressed. Yeah, so dolphins are horny. It's terrifying, you know. Dolphins will rape you. Yeah. They will rape you if they get a chance. Don't trust them, little fuckers. Flipper? Uh-uh, he's a rapist. No, dolphins are too smart. I don't trust them at all. Okay, so we got two I'm movies gonna... already that we can Flipper start writing. And... Oh, sorry, you're talking about <laughs> dolphin, dolphin movies. No, no, no movie, movies that we're going to write. We have two yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got them. It's locked and loaded, man. We can do this. We need to do our, our movie about a, a drug deal gone wrong in the middle of a Godzilla attack. In the attack. middle of a, a kaiju. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that idea because it can go as high or low budget as you want. Because mm-hmm. if you want to stay low budget, you just, they don't ever see the monster at all. They just, there's just a bunch of rumblings and you see some news reports. Right. High budget. The monster is You get a foot. Wait, didn't they, <clears throat> wasn't that, <clears throat> wasn't that Gareth Edwards that did, that did monsters? Yeah. So we do it his way. Yeah, and then he got to do, he got to do Godzilla, so we can work our way up, Seth. Yeah. The same way he did it. And then one day we will make a Star Wars movie. Exactly. It'll be the it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be the one that is <laughs> not that great. It'll be better than most of the Star Wars movies. Wait, did he did he he made uh Rogue, Rogue One, one. right? Yeah, probably probably my favorite one aside from aside from the Last Jedi. Probably probably of the, the one that was of the, the new the ones. Best. Yeah, I think it's probably the one that has the the most to say. Even though it was like it was still kind of that terrible trend of we must explain how everything in the universe mm-hmm. happened. I think that even though that was part of it, he got the best end of the stick. I mean, he definitely didn't make a piece of shit like Solo, mm-hmm. um, and. 
Yeah, now they reckon like I don't know. They're just gonna make so many freaking explain how Ancient. everything happened stories. It's yeah just ridiculous. Who cares? I'm actually I'm actually more interested in. I hate to say this, I even care about it, but the High Republic stuff seems more interesting to me because at least I think a new we're gonna explore a new time of the, the the Star Wars universe rather than giving a fuck about the exact same you know twenty five yeah. year period that they took place in you know. So that's nice, at least. Try something different, because... Like, my whole opinion is just let things end. You just let just let things end sometimes. Yeah. But if you're going to keep like, going, do something weird. It's so weird to me that, like... Work, people who work in Hollywood don't understand that... The reason that things like Star Wars became so popular is because they were a new thing that everyone loved. And yeah, you can... I mean, you can make a trilogy, that's whatever. Everyone makes a trilogy now. But, like... Instead of trying to make a new thing, they realize how expensive that is. They're like, oh, let's just make more Star Wars. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, sadly, it pays off. Those movies make, those movies make billions of dollars. Um, but it doesn't do anything for um, pushing the medium forward, which obviously they don't care about anymore, which is the sad thing. I can't even criticize them because what do I say? Oh, you, you guys make these dumb movies and make so much money. And they're like, well, we just want to make money. I'm like, okay, well, right. you got me. But it's infuriating. It's really infuriating. Because I just, like, I went and watched um, The Last Duel this past weekend, a new Ridley Scott movie, which made $4.8 million in the opening weekend, which is abysmal for a movie that yeah. cost $100 million and has, you know, big-name actors and a big-name director. Um, and it sucks because um, it's a good, it's a really good movie. Um and I want more movies like it to get made. And I want Ridley Scott to make more movies because I think Ridley Scott's a great director. And he has another movie coming out this year because of COVID stuff. But whatever. He has but another, isn't, that, isn't that all movies right now <clears throat> because of COVID? Like, all the box offices are terrible for most movies? I mean, they're they're definitely less than normal. Shang-Chi made a bunch of money. It's a Marvel movie, but still. It's, it still did make, even for pre-COVID times, a pretty good amount of money. Um Halloween Kills had a pretty good opening weekend on the same weekend as Last Duel. So there the numbers are still less than you would expect from like pre-COVID times. Um but yeah, it's still this is still low just for just in general. So it sucks and I hope we don't stop making cool original movies. I mean, Last Duel is technically based off of a historical event, but like it's not a historical event we actually know that much about, so it was mostly fictionalized. I don't think based on a historical event counts as being unoriginal. I agree. I agree. Right? Like, even if even basing off a book is still pretty novel in, in, in today's society, yeah. right? Basing yeah. Basing off a book is pretty novel. I gotta say that. At least it's not a fucking remake, you know, or a prequel to something or another sequel you know what? that's new. If he wants to play into the to the hype machine, he should make the first duel and show how duel started. <laughs> there we go. And then do every duel in between. <laughs> it's two cavemen. Yep. Og and Bug. Not Bug. Bug. And Bug. they have a a conflict. Brian Tyree Henry as Boog. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, too perfect. And you know what? We'll just as Og Lakeith Stanfield. Let's let's just, let's get him in here. Come on. Yeah, let's, let's just it. keep let's let's keep the keep the gravy train rolling. So yeah, I don't. I uh, I'm with you though. It does it does feel like a lot of the reason we get these sequels and prequels and more franchise films is the fact that the movie studios 
they get nervous and they're 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 based entirely on profit, right? So what makes money is what they're going to continue to reward. And it turns out people want to keep seeing the same trash they always keep seeing. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, really. I like plenty. I like my trash entertainment with anybody else. But we've come to a point now where it is stifling the creation of other flicks. Like, there was an idea, a theory of like 20 years there, that in Hollywood, the tentpole blockbuster films were tentpoles. They, they held up the, the tent of Hollywood and the other movies that exist inside of that tent. They would, they would support that, that structure. But now the tent is empty. It's just the poles now. That's yep. all that's getting made, basically. We just have the big blockbusters, and there's not much else. Else, Like, the best movie I've seen this year, honestly, is probably Malignant. I love that movie yeah. so damn much. And it is an original, new movie that is bug nuts and just cool as hell. And yep. how can you not love it, you know? Yeah, I actually saw a movie kind of like that. Not like Malignant, but uh, uh, another one that surprised me as well was uh, I watched it on Hulu uh, from like, it's like a year ago, like, called Love and Monsters, which is like a post apocalyptic yeah. kind of like a, a, a romp. And $30 million budget, you know, that's pretty moderate. That's that's middle of the road for a Hollywood film. And yeah. it, was, it was a completely breezy and forgettable experience. And it was nice to have one of those. Again, you know, because everything now is going to be an epic blockbuster or some zero-budget, you know, indie film. We don't get yeah. any of those middle middle movies anymore. There's not a lot in the in-between land anymore. And it's it's so bad now, they're trying to bring other genres of films into the big blockbuster films. Like Shang-Chi, which tries to bring the martial arts movie into a blockbuster MCU film. Yeah, and I'm like, if you guys want to give a big budget to a martial arts movie, give the guys who made The Raid $100 million and see what they do. You know, actually, you know what? Fuck that. Give them $30 million for three films each and let them, yeah. let them do something with that. Because those movies are great. And they are. They're so good that they, they hired those guys as consultants on the new Star Wars movies and they didn't apparently use them at all, but they were there. <laughs> so they know the talent is there. Like, they were actually in The Force Awakens. I remember them as one yeah. of the, the, the pirates who came to get Han Solo. Freaking Donnie Yen was in uh, Rogue One. And totally, totally underused. Totally Absolutely. underused. He gets one scene that's cool, and that's it. How are you going to have Donnie Yen in your film and not just slam pack it full of, of him doing hand-to-hand combat fights? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? That's the biggest problem with Rogue One, what we were talking about earlier, is... It there are like while it is one of the better movies, it does it has a lot of cool ideas and cool actors playing cool characters, but gives them nothing to do. Well, what Forrest right. Whitaker, what the hell did he actually do in that movie? Not much. So some weird shit died. But he's there. But Forrest Whitaker, and Forrest okay. Whitaker's great. You should give him more to do. Um, but still, even even with that big flaw, it's better than the, all the other Star- Disney movies besides maybe Last Jedi. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's weird. It's like Hollywood, like, like right now, the reason that Squid Game got so big is that Netflix threw a lot of money into overseas production of, of uh, shows and movies. Uh, Korea, especially, South Korea is putting a lot of money of their own into their entertainment industry right now and trying to get some, 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 some breakthroughs. It's so weird, Seth. Isn't it weird to you to, to understand that BTS is, without a doubt, the biggest band in the fucking, on the planet? Yeah. Probably since the Beatles, probably probably more than the Beatles, to be honest. At this point, I mean, from right? 
increase in population and just the the fervor you get from being a twenty four seven culture. Yeah, true. I'd say they're much bigger. But what do you hear about them in the, in the American media, entertainment news? Nothing. Well, it depends what you follow. Because I hear a lot about them because I you know I use Twitch and stuff and people in there you know they're all weebs and shit and they love BTS. Right, but like so. mainstream media is not talking about this band that. The yeah. entire world. I think you mean the lamestream media, honestly. <laughs> we're being we're being real to the point where I was in the, I was in the office and I was doing something. I heard uh, one of our younger uh, uh, student employees talking about um, uh, what do you say? They said about BTS, and one of our older employees was like, "What is BTS?" And I'm like, thinking about like, how many people on this planet you know, of of the seven billion of us have listened to this band and or at least heard of them, right? It's so crazy they have no penetration to to the. I mean, they did a whole. Media. They did a whole freaking collaboration with McDonald's. There was a BTS meal at McDonald's for a month. Apparently, and people were, it. and people were, like doing pickle Rick level stuff to get into there and get all these. Really. All these so- yeah, it was crazy. McDonald's was fucking packed for months with from these BTS meals. Who do you think the employees hated more, the the Rick and Morty people or the BTS people? It's got to be the Rick and Morty people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're right, because BTS uh, people are probably seem more normal on the whole than Rick and yeah. Morty fanatics. Also, and I'm not I'm not painting BTS fans with a broad brush here, because I'm sure this is just one person. But one of the cringiest things I saw on the internet was there's this person who was like, oh, if you're going to McDonald's right now and you're not a BTS fan, do not order the meal, because the, those of us who are real fans deserve to get the sauces. And if you eat the sauces and you're not a fan, that's cultural appropriation. Wow. And they, were doing, they were saying this with complete sincerity. They were like, it was like a TikTok, and they were like upset about it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe calm down a little bit. What I'm waiting for, though, at McDonald's is a BTK meal. That's what I'm really waiting on. What is BTK? The BTK killer, Seth. Oh, the BTK killer. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm waiting for. The BTK meal. What will be in that yeah. thing, I wonder? Once the they, McRib, obviously, has got to yeah. be in it. <laughs> yeah, once they make a new season of Mindhunter, maybe we get the B. B. <laughs> Actually, honestly, it should be at Burger King, because you, you could use the B and the K from Burger King uh, and make yeah. the BTK meal. <clears throat> Boom. That's right, that's right. Seth, you're a genius. Thank you. Bring you one to be Burger King's new marketing person, the BTK killer meal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a killer value. Exactly. <laughs> Put this fucking creepy-ass picture up there. You get some real weirdos because there there are uh, like serial killer. I wouldn't say fans, but obsessives out there. There are sickos like, out there. <laughs> the true crime people are fucked up. Yeah, Hon- honestly, because like I've listened to a couple true crime podcasts and watched some shows. I I respect the genre a lot, but some people get a little too into it. I'm just they like, do. I'm like, hey, if it's your thing. And you're not hurting anybody, that's fine. But there's some people out there who are convinced they could like actually solve a murder investigation if they were given all the proper uh, uh, clearances. I'm like, maybe, yeah. maybe don't. I thought that your obsession with Zodiac Killer was, was something, but you had nothing on these people, man. These folks no. are insane. I mean, I love researching the Zodiac Killer and read several books and watched the movie and even some of the knockoff movies. But there are people, there are people who have had chat rooms since they were like Usenets who have been, who travel around America trying to find the Zodiac Killer. I'm like, and that's when I took a step back and was like, you know what? I'm not as bad as these guys. Yeah. I just have my own little obsession in my head, but uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to this old guy's house and hang out with him and take Facebook pictures. 
if you if you went to a person who was Odette Killer's house or you thought they were and they killed you, could you get can they get prosecuted for that, you think? Because you had it coming. Yeah, they would get prosecuted for that. What the fuck I don't know, man. You signed up for it. Your Honor, he went to this person's house thinking he was a Zodiac killer, and my client killed him. That's like if saying he, if you go to someone's house who you think is a drug dealer and they sell you drugs, then they can't, there's nothing wrong with that. That logic makes sense to me as well. I guess technically... I guess it would be like if you tried to sue that person for selling you drugs, right? That's that's the difference, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But in the scenario, it, I can't sue because I'm dead. <laughs> it, right. You, you got killed. So you killer, which you thought was real, and he actually was. Or a copycat. A CIA op. I don't know. I, just, I was thinking, you know, if you think someone is a killer and they kill you, and you went there thinking they were a killer, they got a pretty good case for you had it coming. Yeah. I don't know. I think that if. If the American ju- judicial system just got real cool about a lot of stuff all of a sudden, <laughs> and the, to quote John Mulaney, then maybe, but, you know. Got real cool about, yeah, okay, alright. Oh, man. Uh, shit. There are so many things. Was there? This week has been. And they've all, they've all just started to run together. They have. Honestly, I think that people complained about time compression and everything at the beginning of covid but i think now that we're in like the doldrums of covid it's even worse it's just like yeah i can't tell this week from last week there was a funny thing um where so lately i don't know i don't know if they've planned this but the apple news app has been putting out some really weirdly timed (laughs) pieces right the first one actually one second this one's great because it's a it's a combination. So the, to, me and you both noticed this. Me and you sent this to each other before it happened bigger. But they, they basically were like, on today's Apple News podcast, why are so many American workers going on strike? And which is, I mean, we don't have to dignify that with an answer because we know what the answer is. But right. the funny part is that somebody got a perfect um, combination of events. So they were on the Entrepreneur website. Um, reading an article called Stop Expecting to Get Paid for Your Time. And right as they were reading that, they got the Apple News notification. And it's just... Right. It's just when, when art and reality combine, you get this. And it's really I funny. Saw, I saw one that I should have screenshotted, but it was like Apple News Alert. It said, many delivery workers feel exploited and abused. Here's how they're striking back. And I said... Man, that word feel is doing a lot of work in that sentence. Yeah. Because it's all about feelings. You feel this way. And you can't help a feeling, right? A feeling is just, is just a, is an immaterial thing. That's what that's just a, a, an emotion. So nothing to worry about right there. That's just a feeling. You know, that's not an objective fact. When in fact they are being abused and, and exploited. That's just, a, that's just how things are. And so they try to redirect it and say, oh, they feel this way. Let's try to understand why they feel that way. They feel it because it's real. Yeah, I saw one like compilation of all the ways that news outlets have tried to um, talk about uh, a worker committing a suicide without saying the words committed suicide. They just have all these fancy ways to take out all the um, punch from saying that someone killed themselves because of their working conditions. And it just shows how soulless. And then once again, people don't even talk about the fact that Freaking Jeffrey Bezos owns a lot of the local news in America and a lot of even larger national publications. And 
yeah, people people don't seem to care. They don't, people don't seem to see the ramifications of that. That yeah, if billionaires own the media, what kind of news are we going to be creating? You know, well, it came out today that ten uh, percent of Americans own eighty nine percent of all stocks in existence. Yep. And you know what? Marcus is part of eighty nine, part of that ten percent. So. Who? Oh, Marcus. Marcus. Yeah, yeah. He's in. A, he's in a rare club right there. Yeah. But, um, uh, but no, it was just funny. His wealth accumulation. Like I saw today, where uh, not today, but earlier this week, where uh, Jeff Bezos took William Shatner to space. Yeah. In quotation marks. And I'm people like, are like, "This is so cool. He's finally in. Kirk's finally in space." And I'm like, "What? I don't give a shit. This is none of this is real." Yeah, not only is Shatner a fucking chud, but that's not space, and also, what does it matter? Yeah. First of all, the only person from Star Trek to be in space is Gene Roddenberry, and he's dead. True. Very true. But he is in space, so good for him. It's like, listen, space is cool, sure, and when the astronauts went there in the 60s and shit, that was cool. Yuri Gagarin, fucking uh, uh, Shepard, all the people, uh, that that was cool. They were exploring the boundaries of of the known world and and going out there. You are not cool for replicating that fact 60 years in the future, right? Do the exact same shit they did. You're doing less than they did, just by the way. We went to the fucking moon in the 60s. Mm-hmm. They are getting sub-orbit for billion dollars of investments today. Right. It's like, it's just a, it just shows a failure, the breakdown of our society, where in 60 years we've gone from a, a program that went to the moon and put satellites in space and shit to a private corporation that can put a couple people into sub-orbit for a couple yeah. of minutes. Exactly. What space happens to progress? exploration is cool. Right, Spe- going sitting in space for a couple minutes—that I don't care. That means literally zero to me. Especially if they have this this front of altruism, where they're just like, "Oh yeah, we're we're trying to move production off of off of Earth and save the planet." I'm like, "You fucking idiot! No, you're not. You're just saying this because you know enough people will not care, and it won't matter, and you can keep doing whatever you want." Yeah, the libs will be like, "Oh, how generous of them to." Consider doing something for everybody else. So fucking stupid. Yeah. It's like, the Wright brothers were cool because they flew an airplane for the first time. You are not cool for flying on a plane today. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, anyone can do it. Which is cool to face travel anyways because at least anyone can do it. You know? Yeah. He's more accessible. Affordable. The first guy who wrote, who wrote the sound barrier in a plane, he was pretty cool. Guys who do it today all the time, no one gives a shit. It's routine now. Nope. Lame. So, I don't really care. Lame sauce. The, the fact that one person has enough material wealth to launch themselves into space where nations had to do it in the past, that's not cool. That's bad. That's, yeah. in fact, a regression. That's a breakdown of our society. Yeah. That's that's not good. <laughs> if individuals but. have taken the place of, space, of space, taken the place of nations, we have fucked up somewhere. <laughs> yep. So I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with any of that shit. And I know I've said it before, but these nerds who are going to like suborbit and claim they're space explorers, it's actually sad is what it is. It's it's literally makes me sad to see them do this and he will lap it up. It's like this is pathetic. Yep. That's the the reason I'm so excited people are finding um Elon Musk to be cringe is because I know what makes him a shithead. 
And as long as you believe he's a shithead, that's all that matters to me. Yep, yep. He's just... I don't know, man. When I was a kid, I loved space. And I thought it would be cool to go to space and, and, and explore space and shit. But we're just, no, it's not happening. And the we've completely fallen back on everything. The future we're supposed to have of flying cars and jetpacks and moon colonies and shit. It's not happening. And it's all because of capitalism is what it is. It's the yeah. one, It's the reason that stuff isn't real. And I don't even care about that kind of stuff. That stuff is ephemeral. I just mean, I don't want to live in a future where the planet's going to burn up. You know, civilization's <laughs> not going to end. That'd be a nice yeah. future to live in. That's a bare minimum I would like to be at. Yeah, that, that'd be pretty good. A, a, a future where we're not killing, you know, how many species of animals every year and plants and whatever and bugs are dying off in huge droves. That would be a nice future to live in. I don't even give a shit about space or whatever. Just just one we're not all going to, you know, where industrial civilization isn't on a fucking time clock, you know? Yeah. Completely Can't agree. have that. Can't have that though, because some guys want to launch themselves into space, you know, to prove how you know big their dicks are. Yep, just how cool and how rich they are. Oh well, with that rant out of the way, Seth. I want to ask you, uh, what have you been doing? What have you been, I don't know, watching or enjoying? What's, what's keeping you sane? I've been watching Lost on the first uh-huh. season of the show that was so popular so long ago. I wanted to see, you know, what it was all about. So watching that. Um, it's, it's good so far. Like, I can see what, like, it definitely hooks you in. You want to keep watching. But the one weird thing they do on the show is they have this character named Sawyer, who's, like, a southern guy, but he's played by Josh Holloway, who isn't southern. He's from California. He has a terrible southern accent. And he's, like, racist. And, but he's also, like, a love interest for one of the main characters. And so she, like, feels sympathy for the guy because he's had, like, a troubled past. But all I think about is the fact that he's super racist to the er, the Iraqi guy on the island. So, weird. But whatever. I don't care. Um, I saw The Last Duel, really Scott movie. I thought it was really good. Um, everyone, if you, if you are in the mood to go to a theater, if you feel like it's safe enough, um, go to, first of all, if you go see the last duel, apparently the theater's going to be empty anyway, so don't really worry about bumping into anybody. Um, but go check it out. I thought it was really good. Um, and yeah, new season of Succession just started, so I'm, I'm loving that. Cool. Cool. How about you? Um, playing Minecraft still, have a lot of fun, nice. doing mods, running around trying to figure out all the, all the new mods that have come out in the years I've been going. Uh, started watching The Haunting of Hill House, which yes. is fantastic. Everyone said was was right. Um, I I remember there being a lot of discourse on the show when it first came out, but I can't remember any of it, so I'm, I'm going in pretty unspoiled, which is nice. Good. I don't really know what, what the deal is. Um, other than that, you know, I've just been fucking... Uh, I mean, I, I got up to season six of Supernatural, uh, which is when the, the show starts... Classic to, to, doorstop. When it goes off the rails. Man, see, the last episode of season five is so clearly, so clear them trying to say, this is it. Story's yeah. over. We're done. Closed loop. And there's a, there's a little teaser at the end. You know, we, there's you can see, oh, here's Sam. He's back or whatever. And it's like, you can clearly tell they, they didn't want that to happen because the like narrator guy is like, trying to be all like, this is it. And then they didn't for ten more seasons. So you can tell how it worked out. Yep. And my, my goal is to see how stupid it gets. Well, you're going to find out pretty quickly. Season 6 I is enough. Know. But nice. I, I appreciate that they brought back uh, Mitch, P- Mitch Pelegi from the X-Files. 
Rutner Skinner's in here being their, their grandpa. He's cool. I like I like Mitch Pluggy and stuff. So yeah, it's it's good to see to see uh, actors you like and stuff doing things. I agree. Other well, than that, awesome. though, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been just been chilling, dude. Marcus, when she was here, is has finally gotten into Final Fantasy fourteen. So I'm excited to hear his report on that. Oh, nice. Coming up soon. That's but cool. that's it for me, man. That's it for me. Nice. Well, Seth, yeah. is that an episode of the podcast? think so. All right. Well, uh, I am a Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth, and things have gotten a little complicated. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter um, at Part-Time Pretzel as normal. However, I finally chose a name that I enjoy for the content that I create on YouTube, uh, and that is Indistinct Chatter, because it's my favorite subtitle in history. So on YouTube, you can find me at Indistinct Chatter, um, and I'm going to be trying to find a Twitter handle that fits that. It's a little too long, and all the variations are taken, so once I find out a new one for that, I'll change that. Um, but my screen name on, or my my list name, whatever, on Twitter is Indistinct Chatter, so you can find me probably through that as well. Um, so yeah, and I still have, I do have that video I posted last week, and I've got a new one in the pipeline. I think my favorite subtitle is Unintelligible from Tenet. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah. That's what I think of that. Uh, anyways, uh, Marcus Barkley does our art. Uh, he's here sometimes, uh, most of the time, really. Uh, our theme song, Seth, is... Done by Ben Powell. He has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about wrestling, and they're from the South. He also streams on Twitch at the Ben Powell. Um, check him out. He's been doing some October games like Dead Rising and Resident Evil lately, so check that out um, if you feel interested. Cool. Uh, let's see here. You can lead a horse water, but you can't get under it. Fuck NFTs again. <laughs> um, we have stop trying to solve our problems and we're trying to outlive them. And from the oldest in New York, that's the podcast, baby. We're out. Out.